289, March 28th, 2022. And I'm flying solo today. Kyle Klingman's coming back from uh, NHSCA. So I get the pleasure of hanging out and chatting this whole time myself with uh, our guest today, Evan Wick, four-time All-American. He's out of Cal Poly. He's an All-American at Wisconsin. He was third this year at 165 pounds. How you doing today, Evan? Doing pretty good, Peter. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining. Um, so, you know, you you transferred to, to Cal Poly, and I heard something I heard you say, I don't know if it was at NCAAs or last time maybe we were talking like this, but you're like, Cal Poly's doing it different. They're doing it different than, than anybody else. And I don't think you said better, but different. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit? What what, are you, what is different and what do you like about what's different at Cal Poly? Yeah, I think a lot of college coaches are, are doing it pretty similar. You know, it's kind of the Iowa mentality. They want to come in and outwork everyone. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if everyone's trying to work the hardest, there can only be one person that's doing it the best. You know, there's, there's only going to be one champion at the end of the day. So you might as well do it different. You know, you should try to find your own path. And I think it, at Cal Poly, what the coaches have started to realize after a while is that, you know, we're all D1 wrestlers. We all, we all want to be the best, and we're all here for a reason. You know, and they, they treat us like that. They treat us like we know what we're doing and we're grown adults and we're going to do what it takes to get better. You know, and I, I've always felt that of myself. Even my first year in college, like I, I came to college ready to scrap and I, I wanted to be a national champion. And it's good to be treated that way. You know, we have, we have coaches who give us practices on our own and those practices, man, everyone, you know, I could wring my shirt out with sweat. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take care of myself during that practice. Um, Things were a little different here in Cal Poly, too, just because of all the COVID restrictions. We only had, like, three or four people in a room at one time just because, you know, we didn't want to get contact traced. If someone got contact traced, at one point it was, like, two weeks off, and then it was a week and then five days. Um, but, you know, coming down to NCAAs, if you go to a tournament and then you test positive for COVID, you know, five days out is the end of your season. So we really – we didn't have much team practices – and then, you know, lifting, we, we had lifting our own after that. You know, we just didn't want to take a risk of doing that. But um, I think here the coaches are, are um, allowing the guys to, to do it themselves. You know, there's a little bit of strict regimen practice here. You know, we want to make sure that guys are, are, are getting something different, not just doing the same things over and over. But I think the best kind of coach is one who works with the guys, you know, tries to see what the guys want. And that's what we got here. Do you think, so, you know, you, you guys had a lot of small group practices because you COVID related, right? You don't get contact trace, et cetera. Do you think that blossomed into coaches giving guys more freedom or was it already like that? I think it was, it was starting to turn into that. The coaches here, from what I heard a few years back were kind of the Iowa mentality before, you know, it was like people were waking up at 5 AM and they were running seven miles every day. Um, they were doing redrops for an hour, you know, at, at, one, at one point, you know, I heard under like maybe the last coaching staff or something, but it was just, you know, they had this kind of the similar, we're going to outwork everyone. And then, you know, you get some guys, it's like, they're just not progressing and, you know, guys aren't having fun doing that, you know, doing redrops for an hour or uh, working things like that isn't necessarily fun. If, if the wrestling room is a fun environment and it's a place that guys want to be, they're going to get better. And I think coach 
um, Chinuma and, and Coach Stridis have really bought into the fact that our guys are getting a lot better because they're having fun and because they want to wrestle. You know, we got guys coming in. I'm, I'm going to learn off of every single guy in the room, whether or not it's our 133 pounder, true freshman, Abe Henriksen. You know, he's got a good like little Zeke tap single leg that I want to learn from him, uh, how he does that. Um, and it's because he's excited to wrestle every day and, and he's learning and developing and, and trying new things. And I can learn off of him and he can learn off of me. What's a redrop? Is it like a reattack or what is, what is, what's a redrop? <laughs> no, redrop is like, uh, oh, Matt return. Oh, okay. Matt, gotcha. We're at an hour. Yeah, that's, that seems. Maybe I'm, I'm the weird one. I don't know. I don't hear re redrop too much, but I guess you just redrop into the mat. That's, that's what we call it. It makes sense. We'll, call it, we'll stop calling it a redrop. Yeah. For Evan Wick. Um, so when you came into college, you, 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 not everybody comes into college uh, like where you did wrestling wise, right? And you were like, I was ready to be a champion and, and probably had the ability to train on your own and get a lot out of it. But maybe not everybody does, right? Until later on how did you learn how to practice on your own drill on your own get 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 as much as you can out of it because some guys especially when they're younger they need somebody standing over them kind of barking out things to do yeah i i think it had a lot to do with in high school my my high school coach was john Azevedo, and again he he wasn't as a coach, he didn't treat himself as someone who knew so much more and I needed to rely on this guy to run practices. He kind of showed me the way and it's like, you know, this is, this is something you can, you know, you can do. It's, it's not hard to come into the room every day and give your best effort for, for two hours. Right. And he's like, it's not hard to look at yourself on film and try to figure out what it is that you're doing good. You know, if you're getting to this guy's legs, obviously your setups are good, but if you're not finished, if you're not finishing, obviously we got to work on um, finishing. Um, so being around him, I, I really surrounded myself around Coach Azevedo in high school. I mean, for lunchtime, we had like 45-minute lunch breaks, and he'd be in the room watching film. So I just, for lunch, I'd go in and just watch film with him, you know, whether or not it was um, Jason Nolf at the time was killing it in, in college or Bubisar Satiev um, at the Olympic level, watching him a lot. So that really helped me. You know, I, I never felt like coaches had this um, – ridiculous amount of knowledge that I didn't yet have. Um, I always felt like, you know, me and I can work together with a coach um, to get better. Um, you know, and I can do my own things. I can see what I need to do to get better. And in all honesty, in college, you need that because, you know, you've, a lot of guys have probably heard this. There's 30 guys on a, on a team. A coach isn't going to be able to just focus on you every single practice. You know, you get one thirtieth at a time, especially as a, as a true freshman, you know, you don't get a lot of attention. So you got to know what you're doing and how you're going to get better. And I think I, I excelled there right, right when I got into college, I was competing with some of the college guys. So that was fun. When you, uh, let's say it's a, a practice on your own in season or, or out of season and what's out, you know, we're out of season, but now we're in a freestyle season and whatever, but just, you know, when you go with somebody to in the wrestling room, an hour, two hours, however long it is, what is your favorite type of, of, wrestling be it drilling be it sparring live play somewhere in between it's almost like a spectrum right i i kind of like the practices that start out with a spar and end up going into live that was what me and my brother uh my twin brother xander used to do 
in high school. My, my high school coach um, moved to a different high school right after my senior year was over. So the whole summer training for Fargo training for um, um, all those tournaments, me and my, my brothers and were on our own. So we would just come into the room and it would be an hour long practice, but it would start out with sparring. And then it would just be like 30 minutes of, you know, just killing yourself live. And I thought that was pretty fun. And, and that helped me transition going into college. You know, a lot of college guys were taking time off and me and Xander were kicking each other's butts, getting ready for college wrestling. So right when I came in, I was, I was ready to scrap and I had that upper hand on some of the guys in the Wisconsin room, but I love uh, drilling's hard. Cause you never know what you're going to get out of a partner Un- unless I'm coming in and I have like Xander or, or Luca or Bernie, um, I know what the drill is going to be like and they give good reactions, but still, in my opinion, a good drill is like a light spar. You know, if someone's letting you get to their legs, that's honestly detrimental because in a real match, you're going to have to put three or four things together in order to get to legs. So I always like a, a hard drill where it's like, I'm going to be in solid position. And if my baseline defense, you can't get to my legs and there's a problem. Like you, you need to do something in order to get to my legs. I don't care if it's drilling, right? I'm not just going to let you take a crappy shot and finish. That's just teaching bad habits. So drilling's tough. Um, yeah. And there's a place, okay. you know, that's like cutting weight. Yeah. But I would say hard spar um, and live. And then again, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of a spar. So that's why I like it always to go into live. You know, I like when it gets a little chippy and then it, and then it works into live um, because I've had some guys try to spar with me and they're just like noodles. And I'm like, this isn't helping either of us. You know, you're just rolling across your back a bunch. Yeah. I think it's interesting how the the sparring into live and how different people are able to do that and maybe not and how beneficial it can be. Because I think it can be really beneficial. Yeah. Some people don't know how to turn up for a practice. Again, I felt like that was me being a good student of the sport coach as a vegan taught me like yeah you don't want to practice bad habits usually just going live is the best way to to practice what you're trying to do you know if you're sparring light with some dude and some dude lets you get this shot you never know it's going to work yeah. um okay let's switching gears to you know the ncaa tournament just a week week or two two weeks ago took place um you are you were undefeated coming into a cd number one right Mm-hmm. Um, one year, maybe you didn't quite know what to expect. Compare how you felt as as a freshman versus this year coming in um, to the championships. Um, I, as a freshman, I think I was seated like number eleven. In those early rounds, you know, number eleven, or I was like number ten. Um, you know, those early rounds, you know, you got to win those. You're seated higher than the guy, but then. I wrestled Logan Massa and I wrestled David McFadden. Um, I felt pretty good, pretty excited to wrestle. Um, you know, I was seated low, had nothing to lose. Um, so that was like a fun tournament to go into. And then once you, once I placed, it was like totally freeing. I was like, okay, I'm, an, I'm a freshman All-American, like perfect. I can wrestle now. I can do, I can do anything I want. And that's when I kind of started to get on a roll. I, I beat John J. Chavez and I beat Marinelli and then I beat, um, Chance Marsteller as a freshman, which was pretty yeah. awesome. I looked up to all those guys, um, Massa, Marsteller, all the guys in that weight class who've d- done well before. I looked up to all of them. So it was fun to wrestle them. And 
that was a, that was a really fun tournament, but I think I, I let the pressure after that get to my head. You know, I was took third place, a little bit of imposter syndrome started to kick in where I didn't know if I really deserved that and kind of got in my own head a little bit. I wish I hadn't have done that, but taking the Olympic year off really helped prepare me for this year, you know, just get my mind right and let myself wrestle and, and don't let myself get too nervous before matches. Um, moving to Cal Poly was awesome. Uh, these guys are really good at keeping things light, keeping things fun in the, the way in line. I think we're the only guys who are like just laughing our butts off about you know, whatever it is. We got, we got a great coaching staff and we like to have fun. And I, I think that's super important. We had a, we had a teammate come with us on, on every trip that every guy liked because it's, he was really good at um, kind of helping us forget that we're at, even at a wrestling tournament, you know, he's just kind of a funny, keep it light, keep it fun kind of guy. So I yeah. think we really prioritized that and that helped my wrestling. Um, this was probably the, the first year in college wrestling that I would say that I, I really felt like I didn't get nervous until like the day of the tournament where before I'd be nervous weeks in advance. Um, and at NCAAs this year, I felt pretty good, you know, the whole, like, this is my last year. I got to make it count. That didn't really creep in, which, which in my opinion is a good thing. Um, you know, I could have choked earlier. Um, I don't, I don't think I choked, but, um, it was, you know, I wrestled that guy four times and it's hard to put a fourth match against a national champion like him. He's, he's so solid and he brings it at the NCAA tournament, you know? But I, I felt good. I felt good going into all my matches. I, I felt strong, confident. Um, no reason to to hold back. A, a little bit, you know, when you get out there on that mat, I got a little bit nervous um, in some of those second and third periods. But really, I, I thought I wrestled. I thought I wrestled great. I beat Marinelli, who had beaten me like five times in a row before. So yeah. I thought I, I thought I wrestled pretty well. Mindset was great going into that tournament. Sure. Um, and I, I want to pull up that, that, uh, that Marinelli match, if you don't mind, or excuse me, we'll start with, we'll start with Shane Griffith. Cause that was the semifinal bout. Um, and just describe like, so you're 65, you're right in the middle and the start of the second half of, of the, that session. Talk about the energy in that building, what it feels like in the back and, or once you walk through the tunnel and onto the mats and, you know, the crowd's buzzing at this point, there's been semifinals going on for an hour and and blood round matches and there's just you see the emotion in the tunnels right guys yeah. crying because one crying because they lost all of it what does it feel like you <laughs> have to probably try to block all that out and just you're ready for a wrestling match yeah i mean in my opinion it, the best time to think about it is like 10 minutes before your match you know if you're if you're thinking about this match two hours in advance you know you're probably going to psych yourself out you know I like to just kind of go on instinct instead of trying to think things through too much. I tend to psych myself out if I think too much. Um, but yeah. And the one thing I remember was just the heartbreak in the back of the tunnel, which wasn't a good energy. You know, I tried to disconnect from that as much as I could, but guys are coming back and you know, their sixth year, or whatever it is, and they lose it. And that's pretty heartbreaking, you know, but Regardless, I, I felt very confident going into that match. <clears throat> and to be honest, I, I think I wanted to go out there and put my offense on him. And the times before when I'd wrestled him, I was pretty – I made a focus to stay solid, 
you know, just pick and, and choose my attacks as they come instead of trying to force them. It's hard to force attacks on a guy like that, you know, and he actually, he, he was all over my legs. He was misdirection and doing great. But I think had I stayed more solid and kept my hands to myself, um, better things would have happened. I think I got caught reaching a couple times. Those misdirections came easy to him because I was reaching right over the top of him. He went right under me. Um, but yeah, I felt, I felt great going into this match. Um, yeah, let's just let it roll, Tyler. This is just highlights, mostly just the scoring highlights. But any thoughts you have, man, feel free to let us know. Right here, first takedown. I, I, I remember the crowd going pretty nuts for this. And then they also went nuts for the second takedown. You know, that was that was pretty big. I think it was the second time he's taking me down. Boom, almost got to that. <clears throat> Good little short drag here. I remember how that went down exactly. Needed to get out. I, you know, good thing I, I got out real, real quickly on both those takedowns. You know, he only has 30 seconds of writing time here. This was pretty scary. You know, if I get taken down with a minute left and make it, you know, six, six, three, if I get away, six, two, if I don't get away, that's pretty rough. This is one of my best positions right here. Bundle that bottom hand, bring my bottom leg back underneath. I knew I was going to score here. You know, I, I was not letting go of that bottom hand. Came back over my foot, got the takedown and wrote him out. That was, that was good. And then here's the end of the match. This part hurts to watch right here. Boom. Easy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was. I know exactly what I was thinking. I don't know why I gave up so early. Um, you know, it was, I think it was five or four, four, no, five, 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 I think five, five, seven, six in the final. Yeah. So I was winning. I was winning that match. Um, with five seconds left. I didn't know. I didn't put two and two together. I just looked at the clock, saw five, five. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the match is tied. And if you've ever wrestled a guy with five seconds left in the match and you think it's going into overtime, no one really does anything. So, and this, I shouldn't have done this, but he gets to my leg and I'm like, overtime's coming. There's no way this dude's going to try to bust his butt to get a takedown right now. No one ever does. You know, everyone usually just waits it out for, for overtime. And he surprised me with that little bar scar position. Stupid. I don't know why I stopped wrestling, but just a, a lot of small laps. Um, some, some people were saying that he grabbed the headgear, even if he did, it didn't change anything. Like his hand might've slipped my headgear. It didn't move the headgear, nothing. Um, he just had a good misdirection. You know, that's, that's, I think has been my weakness this, this season. And God, you know, I tried to work on it, but five seconds left in a semifinal match. It's, it's hard to call upon that knowledge um, at will, but yeah, man, I remember walking off the mat and I was like, Oh, you know what? He got me right. Five seconds left. I didn't think he was going to work that hard to get a takedown. I thought we were just going into overtime, whatever. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, damn, I was winning. I had over, I had writing time. I didn't, I didn't remember I had writing time. So that was like, I wanted to puke after I knew that. I was like, dude, I could have just, I didn't have any stalling calls against me. I could have just like literally walked away from him the whole, the rest of the five seconds, you know, but I didn't want to give up a stalling call going into overtime. So I, I kind of led him to that leg and then he freaking doubled off and took me down. That dude, that was like, 
that five seconds, I'm telling you, was looped in my brain that whole night. I think I got like an hour and a half of sleep. I was just looping that five seconds in my brain. Like, what could I have done differently? You know, so many things I could have done differently. I could have done anything differently. But at some point, once I came back and I, I beat Marinelli, I stopped looping it in my head because I was like, all right, at least I can finish on a high note here. You know, but that was like, that was devastating thinking about like, shoot, I could have just, I could have ran away from him for five seconds and been in the NCAA finals. Something I've been thinking about my entire life being in the NCAA finals. So. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's a wild ending. Um, yeah. Especially thinking, yeah, thinking it was tied and, and yeah. How, 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 okay. It looped in your mind uh, that night. You said stop playing when you beat Marinelli. Yeah. Like has a plane ever, does every once in a while it jump back in? It jumps back in once in a while. When people start talking about it, I kind of shut it down. You know, my, my I was, it was good. I went to Florida with my girlfriend and her, um, her mom, and her sister, and they don't know anything about wrestling, so that was honestly really good. So they didn't, they didn't talk about it at all. But when I start thinking about, it, or someone starts talking about, you know, my match with Griffith, it starts like kicking back in. But I mean, I could let it, I could let it ruin the next year of my life if I wanted to, but you just got to shut it down and, and stop thinking about it. And you have to make an active choice to stop thinking about it. Yeah. You want me to stop talking about it? No, no, you, I, I was prepared for this on this one. Yeah, I'm prepared. Yeah. To talk. Uh, I, I mean, I, that really is pretty much all I have to say about it. I appreciate your honesty and your candor there. Uh, I, I want to go ahead and watch that Conti semi as well. The one that shut it off. And that's another one we want to watch the match with Marinelli and just kind of the same thing. I hit the, he knocked up a couple cradles, but let's just kind of, well, I just went through and you can talk us through this one too. I locked my hands here. I wasn't sure he's got such solid defense. I didn't know if I was going to pull it in, um, but ended up bundling that second leg and getting the takedown. Um, I knew here I, I had to keep him down. I wanted to stay on top, obviously. I know, I know I could ride this guy. Um, I think just, not being in the Big Ten, I don't think he was thinking about the cradle anymore. I, yeah, I locked it up pretty easy and pulled him back. I think he was, he was the only guy at the NCAA tournament that I, that I turned. Um, I didn't get too many turns this tournament. And I turned twice in one, in one period, in the second period. But the real big key in this match was in neutral, I, I kept like in, in matches before locking up in the ties with them and just kind of sitting and waiting in this, this position, you know, just kind of like, ear to ear, collar tie, collar tie. And I, I knew that I, I couldn't do that. Like I, I needed to move this guy. I needed to stay in space to get to my leg attacks. And so kind of as that hand was coming in, posting it away, just kind of clearing wrists, that was huge. You know, not not getting in that tie. He's so good. He's got that post high crotch, and he's got a little Zeke tap single leg. I call it a Zeke tap. What does everyone else call this? I call it a Perry single because uh, uh, Perry – Carl Perry, I think, from Illinois, won a national title, hitting that a bunch, but it's whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got that post high crotch and that Perry single leg, if you want to call it that. And, sure. you know, if you if you stay in the ties with him, he's going to catch you on that. Um, so that was that was the key to taking him down was, you know, clearing those wrists. Um, um, the man, he always kind of like <laughs> – brings this elbow in because he knows I'm going to throw the leg in. But I think he just kind of 
brought himself too tight and it was kind of easy to ride him. You know, he didn't have his hands on the mat or anything. So I just, I could just kind of like spiral ride and keep his forehead in the mat because he didn't have much back pressure. So after a while then, you know, I start grabbing his wrist and doing all that stuff. And then I throw the leg in, you know, it, man, if I throw my leg in, I, I can ride you for 10 minutes if I need to, you know? So he tried to stay solid, same thing. And I just kind of reached over, grabbed that cradle and pulled him back. Um, third period, I picked top. Um, I think I was up by like eight points. So I was like, shoot, I can just ride him out for the win. Maybe turn him, pin him. Um, so that was kind of the, the game plan going in there. Coach Cerritos looked at me and wanted to go top. Um, yeah, so I think that was that was a smart choice. Sure. You come back and you win. You win that. You win the third place match probably 45 minutes later, an hour later. 3-2 over Amin, I believe. How'd yep. you feel at the end of the tournament? Um, obviously undefeated number one seed. The goal is to win. All things considered, they're walking off the mat or out of the arena, whatever, that day, that weekend. How'd you feel? Mm, a little disappointed, you know, that my my one loss of the season comes at NCAAs. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I, th- I think I just – I really kind of got my values in line that Olympic redshirt year. And I, I promised myself that I wasn't going to beat myself up for losses or beat myself up for wrestling in general. You know, I was going to have fun with it. So kind of just let it go. I was excited to watch the finals after that, you know, the finals, whether or not you're a, a fan or an athlete, they're always fun to watch. So um, it was exciting. Um, God, I wish I could have gotten to the NCAA finals. I wish I could have got um, been an NCAA champion, but it's on to the next. Um, going into freestyle now. Um, I'll be at the U.S. Open end of April, I believe. So just trying to get excited about that you know, instead of dwelling on NCAAs. I did a good job of beating myself up in these last few years. So I'm, I'm past that. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Um, mm-hmm. What you know? What do you? What are your thoughts on Keegan? Keegan O'Toole. You know, I, I would imagine at some point you pictured or you know thought about uh, the possibility of wrestling him yeah um i i like the idea of wrestling him he's 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 really offensive you know i think it would have been a a, a pretty tough match you, know, you got to stay on your game when you're you're wrestling him there's not going to be any lapse in action he's going to be constantly looking to score um he's got a good like he wrestles a lot like true acts you know he um He's got a good, like, misdirection. He's got good drags. Um, I like his style. I think it would have been a fun match to, to get my hands on that guy. But I'm excited to, to wrestle him in freestyle. And to be honest, although I am I can ride pretty well and top bottom, I feel like my, my best game is freestyle. You know, once um, – it, it's a different mentality, you know, being on your feet in freestyle versus being on your feet in folk style. You know, folk style, honestly, is a bit more – hesitant you don't want to get taken down and then get ridden out where in freestyle it's like dude i don't care if i get taken down here we're going to go back to our feet i'm going to i'm going to take you down next time but um yeah so i'll see a lot of those guys in freestyle which will be fun but yeah wrestling keegan would be fun i'm, I'm hoping i can go up to wisconsin and train with him and Kekaisen and ben you know if he's wrestling a lot of those awa guys um i'll be back up in wisconsin this summer for camps and hanging out with my girlfriend and stuff so hopefully i'll be able to roll around with those guys yeah i'm i tell you i'm i think i'm more excited for freestyle season in college i used to be a bigger fan of folk style but over the last probably 10 years or something like that 
maybe even less. It's shifted in, and I, I prefer watching freestyle wrestling, and I think it's faster. I think it's more dynamic. I think it's more entertaining. Um, and folks, that might be harder. I'm not arguing that, but I just, from a perspective of watching the sport, um, I think I like watching freestyle, freestyle more. You think it's because like recent rule changes in college wrestling or? Oh, well, I think not, not so recent anymore, but I think rule changes in freestyle, right? The old, the the ball draw era sucked. Um, The cumulative scoring's helped a lot. Um, I think the push out rule is great. I think college would be fine to put a push out rule in. Um, and it is the best of the best, right? Folk style is the best college wrestlers, but freestyle is like the, it's the biggest, strongest, fastest, most well-skilled people, you know, on the planet at the very top. And that's, that's fun to watch. Yeah. The exciting thing about freestyle is you'll have some brackets where there's like, you guys do the, the rundown of some brackets where there's like 20 NCAA championships in one bracket. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. it's cool to see four-time ncaa champion i, I think it um I forget us open it was like kyle dake runs into john reader who's an ncaa champion in like a, a prelim round you know so it's cool to yeah. see that and it's like the mats are still kind of empty but these are some of the best matches in the world that are going on and yes. you know not many spectators or anything people just um scrapping early rounds of the tournament that's awesome yeah yeah so we got we got the the us open coming at the end of April and early May. Then you have uh, last chance qualifier in May, world team trials in May, and then final X, uh, like I think the first two weekends of June or something like that. So like freestyle season's upon us. And it's like cool how there's like a whole whole buildup, you know, to this um, basically to make the world team. So you'll be at 74 kilos, I'm, I'm assuming? No, 79. 79? Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not awesome. going to cut any weight for this so I'm, I'm done with that <laughs> yeah cutting weight sucks yeah. um and, and it, it seems like it's proven that cutting less cutting weight's not not the answer or cutting mass amounts of weight and, and like i think and you've alluded to this maybe in this and then maybe in prior interviews like just enjoying it's more important than being small and light yeah exactly i, I think especially in college wrestling cutting weight is probably the worst thing you can do through a season because even if you're cutting five or 10 pounds, there's still a, a little bit of going into practice and worrying about your weight. You know, you like, yeah. I, I kind of fall victim to this a little bit. And I, I wish I hadn't this year. This is like, you know, I go into practice and I'm, I'm seven over before practice, you know, and that's a good weight to be over. You know, we still got like a week until the tournament. And I still want to be losing as much weight as I can so I can eat and drink as much as I can at nighttime. But yeah. I think going into a practice, your, your mentality should always, always be to get better, whether or not, and, and that sometimes may mean slowing practice down and having a, a two, three pound practice instead of a five, six pound practice, you know, and, and I think freestyle season for this tournament, I'm not going to cut weight, but I'll be back down to 74 uh, kilos. You know, this is just, yeah me getting this tournament i won't be at world team trials either uh, my, my older brother has a his weddings on that date so i can't make it but um if i if i were to go to world team trials it'd be at 74 kg but okay. you may see me here my mom gets her citizenship i may be wrestling for croatia here pretty soon so oh really yeah 
like pretty soon what what does that mean probably next next year really yeah and so. do they have what is the, do they have a full team do they have many guys a coach is that a san marino type deal where it's just you I think it would be – I know they have some Greco guys. I've seen some Greco guys at, like, the world level, but I haven't seen any Croatian freestyle guys. So I think it will just be smooth sailing to a world team membership on that end. <laughs> I'm, I, well, I mean, there probably would be some guys there wrestling, and I'm, and I'm ready to scrap. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't think they have, like, an organized team or anything. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Best of luck with that. Keep, keep, so, so you just have to apply – you have to apply – and yeah so if my mom gets her citizenship i can then wrestle for croatia my my grandmother and grandfather came from croatia um one of my aunts was born and actually in croatia and then they moved over here so um yeah so I, i'm able to go down that route it should be fun sweet heck yeah man that's awesome i'm glad to hear that uh have Thank you ever you. been to the world Championship? No, even when I was in Vegas, I had my visit. I think I was in, uh, I took an official visit to West, to Virginia, University of Virginia. And that was when uh, Kyle Snyder won his world title. But it was in Vegas. Like, I, I could have went to that. I should have went to that. But um, had my college visit. Never been to a world world championship. All right. Well, that, maybe the first one you could go, go to will be one you're wrestling in. Are they pretty, are they like, they're probably not like NCAAs exciting. Are they? Man, nothing. I mean, the wrestling on the mat is, but the atmosphere, you, I know. It's just, there's nothing like the NCAAs with the pockets, you know, of teams and, you know, uh, it's just it's kind of a different vibe. And it's like a week long, 10 days long or something like that, you know, three different styles. Some men's freestyle is the, usually the most well-attended. Um, it's really exciting sometimes, but not not quite like the atmosphere at NCAA's and hopefully it, it will be and like I said right I I like the wrestling better but the feel and the vibe inside it's not quite the same yeah not as hectic yeah it's just like like we were talking about Friday night it's all the emotion and the energy you can feel in that in that building it's just like and the worlds they have semis like every day, you know. Yeah. And final every night or, or whatever. So, yeah. Do you think is there. viewership even like on TV? Is it more for NCAA than it is for like Olympics oh, or what? Yeah, world? yeah. Uh, uh, Olympics, I don't. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. ESPN NCAA finals would outdo the world championships. I'm pretty sure. Wow, dang, that's impressive. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of, that's kind of runs down to the, the end of the wire. I'm excited to hear about you wrestling the U S open and then the potential, uh, move out to Croatia. And, and really I, I've been enjoying this conversation, um, and chat with you all morning. Um, I'm going to give you the final word though. Anything you want to say about anything before we let you move on and get on with your day. Um, go ahead. Follow me at, uh, Evan wick one sixty five on, on Instagram. Instagram's about my only one. I might have a Twitter coming up here pretty soon. I've been saying that for a couple of years. But, um, yeah, I've been like 165 on Instagram. Go follow that. You get some good content. My girlfriend's been trying to get me to do, like, technique videos. but So I may be doing that. There's some incentive. Maybe but a joke a day. What's that? 
Maybe a joke a day. I'm not too good with jokes, but you know, I'll probably think of some. A little joke a day. <laughs> All right. Evan, thanks so much. Give him a follow, EvanWick165 on Instagram. And uh, congrats on, on another All-American Honors. And uh, I'll see you at Las Vegas at the U.S. Open. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on the show. It's always it's always right. fun time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. See you later. All right, folks, that's going to do it for a Monday. Um, great show with Evan Wick. Appreciate him coming on. We'll have uh, Kizan Clark from UNC, number 15 seed NCAA finalist tomorrow. Until then, see you next time. Thanks.